Hello, I'm Leisha Holmes and I'm your host on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast sponsored by Hoxo Media and I'm absolutely thrilled to welcome today a very familiar face to my fellow cohort from the Hoxo Academy with Sean Anderson. This is Kyle Winterbottom and he is the founder of Orbition and also the host of his own podcast Driven by Data. Welcome to you today Kyle, how are you? I'm very well. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to, to be here and uh, glad you got the name right. I did. Well, it took <laughs> a few goes, didn't it? So, uh, it did. It did. Yeah. Bit of coaching at the start. Great, great coaching on how to pronounce what would seemingly be a very simple word, actually, to orbit <laughs> and have Anderson. Well, yeah. thank you so much for joining me today. And obviously, you and I have known each other. We, we've met, I think, in some of your previous roles. And, and obviously, we, we have got to know each other over the last few months. And to talk today about a topic that I think we obviously both hold dear. So do you want to talk to us a little bit about what we're going to talk about today, personal branding? Uh, yeah, so I think uh, obviously something that, um, you know, if I'm being honest, it's probably only really been the last three or four years that that's kind of come to the forefront for me. Um, you know, my my background, I was, you know, S3 born and bred from a recruitment standpoint. So, uh, you know, I guess that comes with... Uh, you know, a certain theme of, of recruitment, if you want to call it that. And, uh, but yeah, you know, I think I've been lucky enough that I kind of adopted the whole personal branding piece relatively early um, and stuck with it. And I think, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, started to pay off, especially over the last couple of years and then leading into, you know, when I started Orbition. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the the questions that you're going to ask me. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, you've alluded to something there, which I think is a really important point to make, in that you came from a sort of DS3 background, so a more traditional recruitment background, which I think again you and I share because I came from prime time, which was a similar sort of you know you sat there, you did you know X amount of sales calls, you know it was all new business development, you know you didn't rely on anything that was sent through email, it was you know you had to make an impact by sort of basically cold yep. calling people, whether yeah, that's yep. a candidate. So. How have you developed your brand then? You say specifically over the last three years. Just talk us through that. Was there a revelation? Was there a moment where you just thought this isn't working anymore? Or did you do it to make yourself stand out? Just talk us through how that brand element has changed for you. Yeah, good question. So I, th I think it was a an amalgamation of a, of a few things, to be honest with you. Um, you know, as we touched on, S3 trained where it was just, you know, you pick up the phone, you've got a list, you call through and if you're good at your job, you'll get something from it. And, and, and that was fine and that worked. And then, you know, I went on my own journey around the world. So, you know, went to, went to Dubai, went to New York um, and effectively worked in a few roles where I was more hands off um, and then came back into a business you know a lot of what I've done over the years has been starting something from scratch um, and it was at the time where I came back to the UK from New York where I'd been more hands-off in New York coming back into a business where I was going to start an office from scratch I was going to have to get on the phone and start billing and um, you know my my market and my reputation and my presence in the market had obviously dwindled with me being away for three and a bit four years um, and if I'm being really honest I was kind of just thinking there must be a better way than just having to call through switchboards because I don't have a database. I don't know who I'm calling. I don't have any clients. I don't have any candidates. Um, there's there's got to be something, you know, a little bit more smarter than this was probably my, my main driver at that point. Um, and yeah, that coupled with the facts of, 
you know, I'd been away for a long time and I came back and nothing had really changed. Um, as far as recruitment goes, people were still just smashing through switchboards and, you know, smiling and dialing and all that, you know, CV specking and, and all that good stuff. And I was just kind of thinking there's, you know, if you can do, be a bit different, you're going to stand out. And I think that was the the kind of the main catalyst for me was how, how do I do something different to, to kind of stand out? And, um, you know, I've been on previous podcasts. I was on Sean's podcast and we kind of had a discussion about this, but it, it wasn't a, you know, I, d- I didn't go out there initially and set out to set the world on fire with, you know, I'm going to be different. I think it was at, at the start, it was merely attacked to, to try and, um, you know, win business and, and find candidates like, you know, cause, cause ultimately that's what it boils down to. So I'm a, you know, big believer that it certainly works. And if you do it right, you know, it'll be, it'll be very fruitful for you, but um, I think you've, you've got to stick with it, but it's also got to supplement some of the more traditional recruitment methods in, in my opinion. So that's kind of how it all started for me really. I think that, and I think that's a, that last point is a really important caveat with all of this that that we're not suggesting for a minute that you're saying don't make phone calls, don't get out and see clients when we're obviously able to, and we're not in lockdown. What you're saying is it's a, it should be a blended approach, but by actually picking up the phone and doing a cold call, if you worked on your brand, it's not going to be cold. They're going to be aware of who you are and what you're talking about. So I think that's mm-hmm. really important. So so when you said, I mean, let's talk about your business. So you know, you started was it September twenty. 20- 20? Yep, it was. Yep. Well, well remembered there. So, talk to us about how, how that came about, and then what when you've looked at your brand, what what's your intention as a company, and then also as a, as you as a, as, a, as an individual, so to speak, to make it scalable. Yeah, I think, and I think that's a good question. Trying to get the blend of the the company and the personal brand right, and and I'm sure we'll get into this a little later on. But I think that's where a lot of companies struggle because it's it's. You know, if someone's bought into this process, it's quite easy for the recruiter as a singular individual to build a personal brand. If that person, you know, gets up off the seat and walks out your door and doesn't come back, you've just lost that. So, um, you know, I think it's been one of those journeys for me. I mean, I started the business because if I'm being really honest, I think there's too many recruitment companies out there that try to be too many things to too many people. Um, you know, they're all, a, they're all a specialist in something and I've never quite really understood that if I'm honest and, uh, you know, hands up, I've worked in those businesses before and I've said all the same phrases. So, um, you know, it kind of is what it is, I guess, but uh, ultimately I think it started to, to kind of really come to light for me in terms of be actually being a specialist in your market coincided with the whole, how do you build a brand so that you can work smarter and, and, and not harder? So, you know, I'd been at Lawrence Harvey for two and a half years. We'd had quite a lot of success. We took a long-term relationship, building a personal brand approach with that office, you know, in, in just in one market, in one geography, and we'd position ourselves really well. Um, and ultimately, you know, there, there probably wasn't much more for me to achieve there. You know, we're a fairly sizable business 200 and odd people eight offices um the only way for me to grow in that business would be to you know go against everything i'd stood for uh, you know stood against uh, should i say and and kind of start adding different markets and stuff and i kind of just felt that's not what i wanted to do there was no opportunity for me to move laterally in terms of geographies and you know because we had other offices that looked after different areas so that was kind of the, the catalyst really and to be honest it's probably something that i've always knew I was going to do it was just a case of of when um naturally the wife probably didn't think you know the middle of the pandemic was quite the right time but um you know I guess I was 
yeah i guess i was conscious that you know what i what i didn't want to do was to wait until the markets kind of returned you know i didn't want to kind of come to the forefront in at this time let's say and you know announce my arrival um, and kind of you know i'm here to to kind of now pick up the jobs now that the market's good again i wanted to try and get the brand up and running and people so people knew it um and we you know had a bit of a reputation and we could go into this year you know with you know being established to a certain extent so that was you know why we made the decision to set the business up when we did so so i mean and look you know i think it's really important to sort of keep this theme so for those who are who are listening on the podcast and watching on youtube you know recruitment leaders there is that constant conflict isn't there that when you're looking at branding and obviously we're talking about content how much of it should be centered around your company values and your company message and how much of it should be around that personal space that each individual has as a vertical you know that niche because it's all about niche I'm, I'm totally with you on that so how do, how can leaders ensure that they're not compromising the company values versus people developing a scalable personal brand approach we interrupt this podcast episode of the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast to tell you about our amazing sponsor. Hoxo Media are the world's leading content recruitment marketing agency, specifically for the recruitment industry. And they currently work with over 250 recruitment agencies, including Key Recruitment, and 3,000 recruitment consultants to help them build out LinkedIn brands that then allow them to open up more opportunities by following a proven methodology every single day. Now in 2021, the hugely successful Hoxo Academy of which I was part of is changing. And they've now launched an eight week personal brand launch program, which can now help you roll out this methodology across your business. The Hoxo Academy is aimed at helping traditional recruiters of which I am one, who rely on outbound calls to attract clients and candidates equally. Now, very often traditional recruiters actually lack the knowledge of how to best use LinkedIn, other than maybe posting jobs, you know, every few days, but then struggling with ideas and original content and also just confidence in terms of what to produce and how to produce valuable content. Now we're living in a post COVID world and we all know now that the world is truly digital. The modern recruiter needs to be equipped and have a unique and consistent LinkedIn presence that offers value to their community and drives opportunities inbound. The Hoxo Academy helps every recruiter in the recruitment agency that becomes part of the academy and helps every recruiter achieve this in just eight weeks, enrolling new cohorts of training at the start of each calendar month. So, this is an exclusive deal for you, our listener. The Recruiters Recruitment Podcast is so proud to be sponsored by Hoxo Academy that the deal is amazing. For the first 50 customers in 2021, they are offering you the chance to enrol unlimited users on this program for 12 months at no extra cost. So whether you're listening to this and you've got a team of 15, or a team of 500, and you're looking to hire more during 2021, you can rest assured that they will all get this training that they then need to build out their brand that wins business on LinkedIn. So please click on the link attached to this episode or alternatively DM me to find out how your agency can join this incredible programme. 
and having been a cohort member myself and a graduate of the Academy at the end of 2020, I'm really proud to advocate this phenomenal and really, I think, business critical Academy for every recruiter who wants to get the best out of LinkedIn and ensure that they also become inbound. Thank you for listening to this message. Enjoy the rest of the episode and do get in touch for more details. I think that's where it becomes really difficult, right? So my view on this is, you know, if you're a technology recruitment specialist uh, and obviously that in itself is really broad, but my, my view is how can you as a brand look after and cater to and provide content to and build a brand to the technology landscape because there's there's a million and one variations of different tech right so you're effectively painting yourself as a as a generalist and then the people that work for you become specialists in in one area so um it's very difficult from a brand level to in my opinion market to a particular audience Mm. that over time is going to build that brand um you know so i think that's something that companies have to consider but you know ultimately look we're not going to change the way the recruitment world works right they're always going to be you know tech recruitment companies that cover a whole load of different verticals so you know i guess it's a case of finding what works from a company perspective in terms of the content that you're talking about and you know i guess identifying the niche areas than the proposition that you want to be known for and i know that that's something that you know we did at, at lawrence harvey you know they set out as a ERP SAP business effectively in the early 2000s and you know come 2015 they realized that data analytics cybersecurity and cloud technology were probably the three areas of the future so kind of pivoted the proposition to kind of cater to that and mm-hmm. then obviously you've got the people within the business then that have a personal brand and and, and build that personal brand out but that was something that I'm very conscious of um, and why, you know, Orbition is only ever going to be data and analytics related because from a business standpoint, it, it makes it so much easier for, you know, let's say we fast forward 24 months when hopefully I'm not as involved day to day in the recruitment because, you know, if I'm being really candid now, who has a bigger brand name, myself or Orbition? It's myself. Now, obviously that's a problem, you know, that needs to change because I'm not going to be here forever effectively. So, so I'm kind of working on, I guess, trying to wean my way out of that and bringing the brand into it. Um, but it's difficult, you know, I think in terms of the values, you know, I don't think anyone's sat here saying, you know, you need to compromise your values and you rip them up and throw them in the bin and, and start again from a, from a brand perspective. Um, it's just a case of, for me, having a clear strategy on what markets you want to do and go and actually be known as a specialist in that space, you know, as a brand, try to cater towards that audience and then have your people that work for you start to supplement that with their personal brand in that space. Right. If that answers your question. Yeah, no, it, it does. And, and, and actually when you just said that, that point there, it's, Somebody said to me years ago, you know, without Leisha Homes, what is key recruitment? And of course, similar to you, you know, I, the business is me, I am the business, but it made me really stop and think. Like if you extracted me, because obviously I don't want to be the day-to-day recruiter forever, but at some point, you know, I will have to hire in people, you know, obviously then Shannon came along, but make sure the brand itself is standalone as opposed to it just being about Leisha Homes. But of course, everything that I drive through my channel on LinkedIn is as Leisha Homes, but we make sure that everything we share on, on key recruitment is replicating that. It's all about the, the shared value. 
So yeah. I think it, it's easy to say that when you're a smaller business, but thinking, you know, you're thinking about your large scale clients. I'm thinking about my large scale clients. It is a real challenge to ensure that, you know, that intellectual property that each person has as a recruiter isn't then going to get up and walk away because you've got things like your communities now, obviously, you know, people are setting up podcasts, you know, you've done it yourself. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but actually it's, it's making sure it all blends together. And, and I think there's certainly in the technology space, you know, it's all, it's going to change constantly. There's going to be new niches coming out that we don't even know about because technology yeah. changes constantly. Absolutely. I mean, I say this all the time to, to kind of clients now, right? Because, you know, I'm a new business. People are looking, you know, people that know me have no problem trusting me, but if they don't know me, um, you know, like I've started to do work out in the States, for example, obviously I can show them loads of testimonials. So that gives me credibility, but you know, they don't know me, they don't know the name. So, you know, that bit becomes difficult and that's where really the brand has to, you know, supersede me really. Um, but I say to clients all the time, you know, we're never going to get away from this fact that, you know, we're a specialist for some businesses that's going to work. They want to work with a specialist in one area and for others, they're going to turn around and say, you know what, I'd rather work with a generalist who can look after all of our technology and, you know, anything relatable, uh, all of those roles. And, and that's cool. And if that's the case, then, you know, that they shouldn't be speaking to us, but you know, it's like cybersecurity 10 years ago that came onto it. And all of a sudden every tech business, tech recruitment business in the world picked all right so we're going to do that data has been the same you know, you know you've got rpa robotics yeah. that's that then comes since data there'll be something else after that and you know after that and after that and after that and i think a lot of businesses often grow by adding more markets um where you know especially small to mid-sized businesses they yeah. grow by adding more markets in one geography whereas my plan effectively is to to grow by by scaling the business geographically you know we're going to do one thing we're going to do it well um, and if that means that we need five offices globally well then so be it you know but we're not going to kind of um i guess as far as values go we're we're not going to you know um substitute our values for for another service offering because it just gives us the opportunity to grow because i think there's so much value in just being known for dominating one area no and i and i and i do think you get people that kind of subscribe to one or the other um and i personally believe that you, you should be that go-to specialist and and I, I i think that that's where your brand won't then be compromised because you can then focus your company values on this is what we do and these are the areas because if you think about you know your podcast now which is driven by data is hosted by you but it's very much branded as orbition isn't it it's, it's not cal Wimpton, yep. it's orbition yep. yep. so you know if you if you're thinking about you know, 10 years time, if you've got, I mean, you might not need five global offices because we can work remotely, can't we? But let's say you've got, you know, 25 heads, they're not, there aren't going to be 25 podcasts. That would just be crazy. So I think that's where, you know, think about it in some more simplistic terms. I mean, what, what are your recommend, you know, sort of final recommendations, I guess, for, you know, maybe more recruiters rather than the the leaders listening, because we do, we do have a real split actually across our, um, our audience, which is wonderful. So if you're listening to this and you're a recruiter, what would you recommend, Kyle, in terms of making their brands, their personal brand stand out whilst not compromising their employer? How, what can people do differently? So, I mean, I think this is a real tough one because for most recruitment businesses, and I'm talking about the businesses as an entity, there's still this, I guess, disparity between 
having that personal brand and marketing led approach versus the old traditional methods. And I think often most businesses kind of look at the marketing brand piece as supplementary. Um, And it is to a certain extent, but to see the true value, you've just got to immerse yourself in it. So, you know, I think there's this almost misconception that, okay, well, if they if this person comes to me and says, right, you know, I want to grow, I want to grow my business by, you know, growing a personal brand and becoming the, the celebrity in this space and being known and all this type of stuff. I, I think most business leaders think that that's going to come at the expense of picking up the phone. And actually the reality is it's not, it's just going to make it easier for, for them to be heard and to, to pick, you know, to, for them to pick up the phone and to people to, to kind of answer them and, and have, you know, business coming to your people as opposed to, you know, your people having to make 100 cold calls a day to try and get a client on the phone. Um, so it's that, I guess it's trying to get that balance right, but trying to portray the message that this is going to help you longer term. But I think most businesses try it they don't see results overnight because it's not something that happens overnight. And then what happens is they go, mm, it's a lot of work or it doesn't work. And they just go back to doing what they're doing. But get, as get far as get off, get off social media, you don't need, you know, get on the phone, but actually yeah. what you're doing by creating that level of content, which is, it does take time to do. You're actually creating an inbound customer relationship. People will come to you because of what they've read or what they've listened to or what you've said. Um, but that won't replace you picking up the phone and catching up with a client and speaking to a candidate of course it won't but but it's it's very hard to put a measure on those things in the early days until it becomes sort of self-perpetuating yeah and that's the thing right it's certainly not going to happen overnight it might not even happen within the first year you know so and that's the thing when I speak to other recruitment leaders and, and they're thinking about doing this that's always my first point is you know, don't do it for a couple of weeks and then think, oh, well, no one's calling me. Well, no, because it, it doesn't happen like that. You've got to build relationships with that community. And I think one of the key things that I always touch on, going back to your questions about, you know, what should recruiters think about is you've got to be willing to kind of almost frame it in your mind as you're giving back to that community. You know, think of it as, as kind of good karma. You're going to give them a load of stuff for free that they can soak up and, and use and it will benefit them. And don't expect anything in return. Yeah. But ultimately, what that will allow you to do is people will see it. And then when you're making your cold calls, when you've got to do your 10 before 10 because you're being forced to, people will probably answer the phone, you know, rather than having to make you know, dial out 80 times to get five people on the phone, you might only need to dial out 30 times because people might be more open to speaking to you because they've seen your face on LinkedIn, they've seen your content, they, you know, it it gives you a platform to show that you're credible. And I think in this day and age, that's really what it all comes down to, um, you know, is that recruitment's got a bad name, right? Let's, let's not beat around the bush. And in some instances, rightly so, but in a lot of instances, not, but we all get tarred with the same brush. Um, and it gives you an opportunity to show that, you know, your market, you're connected to people, you know, you can actually help people. Um, and you're, you're happy to kind of give back. And I think that's the thing, you know, you've just got to be willing and, you know, understand that it's not going to happen overnight. And, at times it will feel like you're doing a load of work and get, you know, giving it all away for free and there's nothing in return, but ultimately over time you'll, you'll reap all those rewards and, and more is kind of, you know, how, how I've always viewed it and, and because how it's worked for, for me really. Well, I think it's a perfect, perfectly viable and strategic sort of blended approach that 
will I think become the norm for most recruiters that are listening to this at whatever time or whenever you listen to this it doesn't matter when it is I think you know the reality is it will never replace like like we were always threatened by technology you know human beings are never going to be replaced by an app because ultimately we want to speak to somebody we want someone to listen to us but equally you know we can share inf valuable information and not expect anything back in return but the reality is there will be compensation for that there's no question about it so as we record this in january 2021 what what does uh what does your future look like what have you got planned this year have you got anything exciting happening on your podcast or anything else coming up? um the podcast is still ongoing so um i rolled out the the podcast officially i mean the second podcast i've done so um you know more a little bit easier for me i guess in that regard but uh I think 27th of October was the first episode. Episode 17 went live today. Um, I kind of work a weekly cycle in advance. So there's always four episodes. I'm always four weeks ahead, effectively. Um, loads of good people on the podcast still doing the events, obviously, virtually, because um, we're not allowed to sit around a round table anymore. Um, and then as far as business goes, you know, we're, we're we're just looking to to grow add, add a few people this year um longer term you know as i said offices elsewhere in the world so we're, we're doing work at the minute across the uk and, and the us so um at some point in time the wife might get away about moving back out of the uk um so uh yeah we'll, we'll see but we're we're growing and um actually you know looking for for people right now i guess that's fantastic well it's very exciting and we'll all sit back and watch uh, as you uh, no doubt achieve your goals it's br brilliant and we'll make sure that all the links to your driven by data podcast are on here as well and thank you so much for joining me today i really appreciate it kyle no problem at all and a pleasure